0: How you doing, Super Scoreboard fans? This is Stephen Mill from the Big Scottish Football Podcast. If you like what you hear from this week's episode, you can subscribe to our very own channel by searching for the Big Scottish Football Podcast via your regular podcast provider. Or you can give us a follow on Twitter as well, at Scott. You can get us on Facebook and Instagram. And thank you again for taking the time to listen to our latest episode.
1: The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron.
0: Hello. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to the first episode of 2023. It's the Big Scottish Football Podcast. We are back for
2: another year, surprisingly. Hello, I'm Stephen Mill. He's and Cameron. How are you doing, Ewan? Happy New Year? Not too bad, my friend. Happy New Year to you. Nice to see you. Nice to be back with the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Uh, Can we start off by asking the question of you, Stephen Mill, and you, intern Callum. um, Is your Christmas tree down? I never had one up. Today's the day... That the Christmas tree must come down Yeah, it's the twelfth day of Christmas today
0: And a fact, if you're Russian Then you don't get your presents until today So they start Christmas on the 25th of December And then on the twelfth day of Christmas That's
2: when Santa comes Oh, that's, that's I, a fact. I, I, I never knew that That's a wee fact for you The reason I ask about your Christmas tree Because there has been news surrounding Christmas trees That there are people who are not dismantling their Christmas trees But they're actually eating them Right, okay It's a thing that's happening now, it's a TikTok thing Where people are eating their Christmas trees The artificial ones or the... No, the real ones The real ones, the real right. ones. Okay. so yeah. that's what they're doing So they're making like pots of tea See, this is what happens when people want to go in this morning
0: Like there's always people in <laughs> this morning who Eat their Christmas trees, <laughs> celebrate Christmas every day Get married to ghosts
2: Like all those people There's there's a, there, pots There's a woman named Julia Georgalis who's the author of the book, How to Eat Your Christmas Tree.
0: I'm guessing you could use it as a sort of like, you know, you could use it for a smoke fire oven or like that.
2: yes you could and uh, people are using it for example like how you'd use rosemary or bay leaves for flavour and mm. they're making things like pine needle tea and drinking the broth. And is that something that you would be into? You no, I have a fake tree, right, okay. so I'm not going to be sat there eating a fake tree in baubles. Fair enough, that's fine
0: then. By the way the amount of messages I've got about mints over the last wee while it's getting out of control on Instagram. it's just going absolutely wild whenever anyone makes mints now in fact right so obviously I was in Hollywood for Christmas and New Year Uh and I was actually in San Diego for New uh, San Diego I should say for New Year itself and there was another couple with us so there was me and Anna and there was a girl from Anna's work and her husband that were there and what's their names? Uh, Bishire and Matt
1: well remember I thought you didn't know it there yeah I thought you
0: forgot yeah. well done it? you so I, I was like I will make a traditional New Year's Day Scottish dinner for you So which, which is so I made lentil soup uh-huh and steak pie uh-huh Except I couldn't buy puff pastry, so there was no actual pie bit to the steak pie. It was just the steak bit. But the steak <laughs> bit was actually very nice. And let me tell you, uh-huh. the recipe for the lentil soup, I've had to recreate that about 15 times since I've arrived back because everyone is asking for it. Everyone is wanting my lentil soup mm-hmm. recipe. So lentil soup, mince, steak pie, I'm your
2: man. What are you laughing at? What? You can have a steak pie without the puff pastry. No, I know, but... Right, so it was stew. It was a pot of stew. It, it was stew. All right, it was stew. And what did you serve it with? Uh, roast potatoes. Roast potatoes. And some Brussels sprouts, carrots. Was the gravy thick? Yes, it was it was, uh, it, it was genuinely and it was genuine amazing. The, the bits of stew, was it tender, was it melt in the Fall, mouth? Fallen falling apart. Fallen apart. That's that, that, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Um, it was some black pepper, a bit of salt, a bit of gravy, salt. that gives yeah. up some carrots put through it. I think I cooked it for about five hours. Amazing. So. Amazing. The longer you cook it the better. Exactly. So. And did you have Brussels sprouts for that? Yeah, I love Brussels, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts, so do I. Amazing. Love Brussels sprouts. Well right. done you.
0: Okay, in today's episode we'll cover the first premiership card of the new year. We'll speak to our favourite. Referee Des Paparoach. And there has been some controversial VAR decisions, so V A R WTF will be back a little bit later on in the show. And remember, you can find us on all your usual podcast providers and on Twitter via BigFootball Scott. And we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. And we'll also build up to this weekend's matches because we're a bit late this week because I've been in Hollywood and get your answers in for a Scottish Football. We're a building site. Lots of them coming in over the last 24 hours. Let Let's get stuck into it then. Where would you like to start, Ewan Cameron? Let's
2: we'll start with the Old Firm, if we're not. Okay. Old Firm Derby, Monday, 2 2 Ibrox. I thought it was a fantastic game of football and a bit of everything in it. I was in San Diego and
0: I got up at about
2: back of five. To watch a wee bit Good of it. game Yeah, It was, it was worth getting easy. up for I thought it was end to end There were goals There was controversy There was drama I thought it was a really good game of football Ange Postacoglu Thought it was a great game of football Great advert for Scottish football Teams around the world don't, don't be negative Don't I, be negative I thought it was a decent game It was a good game but,
0: but I didn't think the standard was very good I didn't think that Celtic played all that well and they were really sloppy with their passing and I didn't think Rangers played all that well as well bar about 20 minutes either side of half time that
2: made an interesting game
0: of course it did no I'm not saying it wasn't an exciting game I'm saying the standard was pretty quality poor. wasn't great
2: quality wasn't great and it's always when it comes to an old firm game there's always a big talking point and the big talking point around this game was what happened in the Rangers box with Connor Goldson and a shot from Starfelt was a handball Was it not a handball? Was it a penalty? What are the IFAB rules when it comes to handballs like that? Etc, etc, etc. Now, you can debate and you can argue whether or not it's a a penalty. But what I hate and what I really despise is this chat that goes around of corruption in Scottish football. I'm going to ask you both, because you're both football fans. You support Dunfermline, Stephen Mill, and um, intern Callum supports Dundee United. I'm going to ask you both, Do you think the Scottish football is corrupt, Stephen Mill? No. Intern Callum? No. Right. So this keeps getting peddled out every now and again that Scottish football is corrupt. So I'm having a pop at Celtic fans here because it's them that are peddling this nonsense right now. Over the years hearts fans have been guilty of peddling oh there's a conspiracy against us rangers fans have been guilty of it in the past as well but i'm targeting celtic on the back of what happened on monday with conor goldson this conspiracy this scottish football is out to get celtic is a myth it's rubbish it doesn't exist it's not happening and i'm going to give you some examples have i got time to do this Unfortunately, yes, you do. It's a podcast, right? So I've got some examples, right? Let's just assume for a second that there is a conspiracy against Celtic Football Club Mm -hmm. and that there is corruption at the very top of our game to stop Celtic winning league titles, winning football matches, winning cup competitions. Well, let me give you just three examples from over the years. Let's go back to 1986. In 1986, Hearts we were in pole position to win the league. It was in our hands to win the league. We were at Dens Park to play Dundee. A draw was good enough for us to win the league. Celtic beat St Mirren 5-0. They do what they have to do. But since that day, when Celtic won the league on the last day of the season against Hearts, there's been this conspiracy that there was something iffy that went on in that game to help Celtic win the league title. I don't believe that for a second. Right, Celtic won the league fair and square That's it, it's my opinion No conspiracy to help Celtic It didn't happen, Hearts blew it We blew it, not just on the day at Denz Park We also blew it on the day that we played Clyde Bank The week before at Tyne When we only beat them 1-0 We should have hammered them 4-5-6-0 We didn't, we beat them 1-0 So we've only got ourselves to blame So there was nothing iffy There's no conspiracy to help Celtic win the league in 1986 Let's jump forward to 1997 In that season, 97-98 Rangers are going for 10 in a row Going for 10 in a row Who won the league that year? Celtic won the league that year Did they stop Rangers winning 10 in a row? Yes Now you would think if there were dark forces at work within Scottish football You would think that Rangers would have won 10 in a row they would have done everything in their power, these dark, shadowy figures, they'd done everything in their power to help Rangers win 10 in a row. The holy grail of 10 in a row. To better Celtics 9 in a row, they were going to do everything they possibly could to get Rangers that magical number 10 title. They didn't win the league because there's no conspiracy. There's no corruption. Let's give you another example. And here's another one. Since League Reconstruction... Celtic have been awarded more penalties than Rangers in all competitions. At Ibrox, it's 8 6 to Celtic in favour of penalties. At Parkhead, it's 4 3 to Celtic in favour of penalties. At Hamden in cup competitions, it's 6 3 to Celtic in favour of them. Where's the corruption? Where's the conspiracy? now those are just three examples and there are hundreds and hundreds of examples so please celtic fans stop with this nonsense you're embarrassing yourself you're embarrassing your football club and you're embarrassing a brilliant manager and Ange Postacoglu because I'm telling you right now not for one second will he believe that there is a conspiracy or any sort of corruption within Scottish football to help Rangers it's not there it's make believe it's Fantasy Island shut your face enjoy the game bad decisions are made referees can be incompetent that's it end of story
0: they should have had a penalty though on Monday (laughs) (laughs) They definitely should have had a family right. on Monday.
2: <laughs> I, I sent you some slow motion footage of yeah. that incident. Listen, it's one it's of... It, do like, you think it hits
0: his hand? Yes, I do think it hit his hand and I do think it was a... Okay. Is there
2: conclusive proof that it hit his hand? Yes. You genuinely believe it hits his hand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. You've yeah. got no doubt about it. Show me that proof. But well, yeah, I just use my eyes. I use my eyes. I know, but and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to see. You're, you're specky, though. That's why you're specky. <laughs> <laughs> I've got perfect eyes, so I can see properly. So you wear glasses. Okay. Let's let's let's. Okay. So that's your opinion. So there's three of us in this room. Yeah. Intern Callum, does it hit Golson's hand? Can we not just save it for when Papa Roach comes on? Well, because when he comes on, and then we'll redo it again. No, no, no. But it'd be interesting to see what everyone's opinion is before he comes on and gives his
1: opinion. Yeah, it hit his hand. I don't think it's a penalty because he's protecting his face.
2: So you don't think it's a penalty? No. But it hits his hand. Okay, fair enough. I, I thought it might have cut his nails. Right, right. It skinned his nails. <laughs> That—that's on his hands, though. That, that, that's part of your hand. Yeah, I know. Your nails are on your All hand. Right, so if, so it it hit, if, it, if it hits your nails, if it cuts your nails, it's a it's a penalty. I I thought it was a I thought it was handball, and I thought it was a penalty. So the iFab rules before we speak to Papa Roach, right? Yeah. Former top flight referee, the iFab rules that everyone's quoting just now. About it's allowed To protect your face To put your hands up Are you buying that? No Not at all so it's a, a,
0: I, I actually think There's a pro As I've said A million times In this podcast The handball rule Is a total nonsense The one earlier on In the season With Michael Smith As well At mm-hmm. Timecastle I thought that was a penalty There's <laughs> ones been given That I didn't think Were penalties So I think There's a problem With the rule And how it's interpreted And how it's actually Implemented But you're saying The goalson handball Is a penalty In your opinion If that was If that happened against Dunfermline, I would want a penalty so you think it's a penalty yes absolutely I think if that happened and it was Hearts that were playing Rangers you would want a penalty for that as well uh, yes <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah of course you would (laughs) Right let's move on To the Edinburgh Derby As well Uh, A thumping victory 3-0 against Hibs Hibs are in big bother By the way I've said this Since the start of the season Things aren't right At Easter Road
2: And they were demolished At Tin on Monday I disagreed with you At the start of the season Yeah You said to me That Hibs are Are on a sticky wicket And that you think They'll be bottom six I actually argued That they would be A top six club Now it could still happen But as it stands right now, that's not a happy ship. No, it's not. Lee Johnson came out and he says, I'm going to get rid of 10 players for one quality player.
1: And he's going to go back in the dressing room and have to speak to those players. Which 10 is he talking about? He didn't know. Like After the game, he didn't even go in the dressing room. Did he he not? Straight to the medium left. I mean, is he trying to work his ticket out? I have no idea.
0: I don't know what's happening there, but all is not well, I think, behind the scenes at Hibs. Things are, things are not right there. And there's only so, so long that can go on for before it bleeds onto the pitch. If you've got disorganisation off the pitch... It'll lead on to the pitch And it always Always catches up with you And Hibs Were absolutely Not at the race No they weren't they were Against poor. Hearts On Monday They so.
2: were good though In that opening 20 minutes Against Celtic At Easter Road And then they just Fell apart as soon as Maeda scored that goal
0: Exactly Hearts tightening their grip On third yeah. place And it looks like Hearts are going to Run away with third place Again this season because Five points clear What are Aberdeen doing Another team Who are in absolute crisis Five without a win Jim Goodwin's Under pressure He says he doesn't care what the fans think you and Cameron.
2: He says everyone's entitled to the opinion, but I don't listen to them. The fans will ultimately decide whether or not he keeps his job and with that kind of attitude, he will not be in that job much longer. Now, I did say at the start of the season, I don't think he sees out the season because I think he's a very lucky boy to have that job in the first place. Aberdeen are a huge club, a proud club, and I think they deserve better than Jim Goodwin.
0: So, Aberdeen this coming Saturday, another big game for them. They are taking on St Johnston. Huge. And then, the week after
2: that... It's Rangers at Hamden in the Viaplay Cup semi-final. And that's when Aberdeen turn up. They only play four times a season, possibly five if they play them in a cup competition. Aberdeen have been in hibernation since they lost 3-2 to Rangers in that last couple of minutes at Petology. And I said that at the time, watch them. They'll not turn up. Until they turn up at the 15th, on the 15th of January Will Jim Goodwin still be the manager at that point If they lose on Saturday If they lose on Saturday I would be shocked if he's still there for the Rangers game nope. He ha- That's a must win game for him on Saturday
0: It was a goalless draw between Kilmarnock and St Mirren Kilmarnock beginning to find a little bit of form At the bottom of the table Which is just as well Because Dundee United in turn Callum Wow A 1-0 win against St Johnston at McDermott Park on Monday Brilliant And they are on a decent running form You must be delighted <laughs> How long do we have?
1: Yeah, well, just the, keep it keep it short. Nobody really cares about Dundee do United. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, on you go. Uh, it's seven points out of nine hearts. Got that ludicrous, ludicrous joke of a penalty. in the Shut last your minute. face! It's not a penalty. It's embarrassing. It's a penalty. It's embarrassing. It was Lauren Shankland. Hang your head in shame. If that it's was if that was against. I would be embarrassed for my striker to do that. You oh know, it's, sh- not, it's not the point. It should have been nine points at a nine, but it's seven at a nine, and Dundee United are going to win the league. But you
2: know, it's, sea- <laughs> it's, and it's, it's Rangers on Sunday, by the way. For thing, the thing, the thing is about Dundee United is that they've looked solid. Yeah, they've looked defensively much better. Yeah, I know they conceded a couple of goals against Hearts.
1: Hart. are a very good team.
2: Yeah, we are. We are a good side, and yeah, I can understand the frustrations around the penalty, but it, yeah. As a Hearts fan I was delighted with it And Hearts are obviously Flying at the moment They're going to finish third I'm not going to say it right now You'll be fine Dundee United I'll be fine They'll climb that table I'm not there yet I think hopefully. I think they might drag Motherwell Into it I think they might actually just going to
0: come on to Motherwell and Drawing Hibs, with Livingston yeah. On uh, Monday uh, Do you think Motherwell They're another team to look out for Obviously Ross County Bombed the league at the moment But you know, it's going to be tight towards the end of the season. I think Ross County, I think Motherwell, and I also think Hibs. Yeah, I agree with you now. Might be a wee outside bet, depending on what happens over the next week, well.
2: And Aberdeen. Nah. You're, go- you're going to laugh at me for saying this, but when you look at the gap between Dundee United and Aberdeen, what is it just now?
1: I think it's five points. Five
2: points. If Aberdeen do not get their act together, they could easily be dragged into that. Horrible race for the, now, the, the Playoff re- position the reason, seven, points. seven points The
0: reason I don't think That is going to be the case Is because I think Aberdeen Have enough firepower To get themselves out of but it But they're no firing just now Yes
2: But they'll, they'll come round again They'll come round again May- is a decent player I think Substituted the weekend there When you're drawing 0-0 at home You're looking for a goal And you take off Your best striker
0: What's that all about? That's a Jim Goodwin problem That's not a male That's, but problem
2: But what I'm saying is There's a chance Aberdeen could get dragged Into some sort of Relegation battle In the bottom six Because of Jim Goodwin That's my point So who's your bottom three At the moment If I had to Hold a gun to your head Hibbs Motherwell Ross County Ross County going
0: down? Yeah. Motherwell in the playoff? Motherwell or Hibs in the playoff. Okay, okay. Motherwell have had
2: seven wins in 2022. Yeah. A horrible, seven.
0: horrible 2022 for Motherwell. It's
2: Motherwell and Hibbs for me. Right now, on current form, it's Motherwell, Hibbs, and Ross County. I think Dundee United, they've turned the corner for me, I think. And we've always thought they've had a, a decent squad on paper. They're now putting that together. Okay, let's
0: drop down into the championship. Are Queen's Park going to win
2: the league? Oh, I tell you, yeah. I wouldn't rule it out.
0: I mean, Dundee getting beat 4-2 for Arbroath. Now, what I would say about that is Dundee have been on a decent run. It was something like 11 uh, without defeat. Seven it, wins in a row. First have yeah. done that in decades. So they were on a really decent run. They'd beaten Ayr, obviously, the week before as well. Arbroath had been on a shocking run, and this often happens. Teams can't keep on winning, and
2: teams can't keep on losing as but well. But when you turn up at Dens Park and you're Arbroath and you're bottom of the table... And Dundee are flying I think what happened there Is that Dundee have gone into that game With their wrong mental attitude So they've been complacent do you think Yes I think they've been complacent They were 2-0 down after 14 minutes Yes, And then they got a player sent off They get it back to 2-2 And then a minute after they get it back to 2 2, 3 2 our both. Yeah. And then Dundee do score a third, but then it's chopped off for offside. See so if it goes to 3 3, I think they're going to win that game.
0: Yeah, possibly. Anyway, finished 4 2 to our broth at Dens on Monday. So our both are starting to drag in those above them, including Cove Rangers, who were beaten 6 1 by Inverness. They were 1 up. And Jim McIntyre has been emptied. He is I, out the
2: job. He was. Cove Rangers were 1 up in that game, and Inverness. Who haven't they been great? They've been terrible. And been a lot of, there's a lot of pressure on Billy Dodds, and everyone's saying, Oh, Cove Rangers are being inverness. If that stays as it is, Billy Dodds might find himself out of a job. And then something happens at half time and they come out all guns blazing and they go in and hammer Cove Rangers six one. Jim McIntyre loses his job. Cove Rangers are in trouble.
0: Yeah, well I think Paul Hartley probably will be coming back in there you would imagine Yeah, he's waiting Yeah, I would imagine so because he's been uh, emptied from Hartlepool earlier on in the season as well so there's actually there's only four points between Arbroath and Cove Rangers now so Arbroath and I've said this I think Arbroath will be fine They won't be I think they'll stay up I think Hamilton are absolutely done I don't think uh, and obviously they got B-By-Wraith Rovers at home on Monday as well so I think they're absolutely finished uh, Morton versus Eyre was postponed due to a frozen pitch obviously and that other result we mentioned at the top of the championship review Queen's Park 2 Partick Thistle 0 Queen's Park are two points clear at the top they are on a cracking run of form and as we all know could they've, they have got a bit of cash to spend as could well they? could they do it I absolutely think they could let's drop down into league one there was a couple of matches on Hugman Ne, and there was also a couple of matches on Monday as well Airdrie 3 FC Edinburgh 5 so and Airdrie were 2-0 up in that game ridiculous game of football there's been a few of them involving Airdrie and FC Edinburgh this season as well and it's FC Edinburgh versus Dunfermline on Saturday so a top of the table clash first versus second, Dunferman versus Falkirk was postponed due to a
2: frozen pitch which was disappointing for everyone I Can I ask a question about that? Yeah Did Dunferman turn off their undersoul heating? Right, so just to clarify,
0: right the first 10 minutes of this podcast you were having a go at people for spinning conspiracy theories and you're about to spout one yourself
2: Well Don have got undersol heating. They do, right? Cuz they, they had to have it in place for when they were in the Premiership. It failed. It failed last week there was a problem. So it failed. There was a heating pump
0: issue. Mm, I'm really it it's right, Really. right right, right, so right. So it's really. It, it's okay for you to mm-hmm. have conspiracy theories, but it's not okay. No,
2: I never I'm not I'm not spreading <laughs> it. Me 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 I'm not in any way shape or form peddling any conspiracy theory I just find it strange that there's undersoil heating sorry Adam Firmland, so explain this to but the me. game I... was postponed for a frozen pitch so ex- explain this to a, me A did you no turn it on B you no paid your bills or C you didn't want the game on
1: or or four, um there was a problem with it and it didn't work like I think that's that's it really you're one second away from tweeting things like makes you think <laughs> You totally are. Hey, <laughs> right, so your so, so,
2: sources so, 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 within so, so. Dunfermline have said what? Not my sources. The club have the, said? The club have said that the Undersoil Heeden failed. How does that fail? I put
0: my central heating on, it works. Oh, right enough, because there's been nobody had any problems with their boilers or broken
2: pipes or anything like that in the last week has there? My sister has. Yeah, exactly, yes. Yeah, but she's she's no Dunfermline football uh, club. She's <laughs> not Dunfermline, so how can it happen to you? You'd think that a football club like Dunfermline uh-huh. would make sure that everything was in tip-top condition so, so, so,
0: so let me let me just let me just dig down a little bit deeper here. So why would Dunfermline not want the game to go ahead, given Dunfermline are seven points clear not, from Falkirk? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not. It's the biggest game of the season uh-huh. at East End. Right. That it was going to be rammed. It was probably going to be about eight or nine thousand there. Hospitality sold out, all sorted ready to go. Why would Dunfermline want to give up A, all that cash, and B, the chance to bury Falkirk? Because they didn't turn on their central heating. Central heating. Central heating. Yeah, thanks, Matt Latissi. Yeah, point. exactly. Good one. Right spearhead no, Montrose now that rounds off league 1 and in league 2 it was do you think I reeled him in there uh, Elgin City
1: don't try and turn it around like you were being clever Elgin City beat 4-1-0 so I was, I was having are. a laugh yeah of course you were I
2: was <laughs> having a laugh I was trying to reel him in because I don't firmly in I was trying to wind him up yeah, they, they, and yeah. it, I think he bet.
0: Mm. I think he bet. I think that you're at it The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill
1: and Ewan Cameron
0: Right, let's move on quickly to If Scottish football were are? Ah. And then Tom Callum, you came up with A belter this week Said nobody uh, If Scottish football were a building site Thank you so much for all your interactions and suggestions Here are uh, the best I'd,
2: and worst I don't know anything about building sites well, You will have to explain that. these to me Right, well uh, they're fairly I mean, self-explanatory
0: Go on um, Kemal Ruffer Yeah That's from Lundstrom Loyal he supports Rangers I think <laughs> Clyde Super Plasterboard Plasterboard uh-huh. Stephen Colking Colking? Is that
1: how you say it? Colking Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colking. like Builder's Cock Yeah A what? Bil- a, a Builder's Clock? No no Builder's Cock builder's A Builder's Cock co- what, just, what is...
0: just, just Google Builder's Cock video and see what comes up <laughs> uh, David Turnbulldozer from Ricky Spence uh, Scaffolding Wall from Dave Will- Williamson. Sean Gloss, Nicky Wawa. Uh, Alan Roughcast. Alan Roughcast, Ewan. Did you Gel- get that?
2: Builders Cock video, hold on.
0: Alan Roughcast. This yes. is the real football phony with Ewan Cameron and Alan Roughcast. Cast. On 0845 <laughs> 100 Radio. I used to work there, mate. Uh, Sandy Jordan I don't get that one.
2: <laughs> I've got that one It's quite disturbing How have you spelled the word "build"? I said Work- builder's cock video <laughs> It's B-U-I-L-D-E-R-E-S Cock video Builder's cock no, video No, it's
1: C-A-U-L-K C-A-U-L-K
2: oh. I'm on 4G, yeah, I'm not in the works Wi-Fi <laughs> uh,
0: John Workman, that's from <clears throat> William Arthur We've got Bricky Lamy from AGS Hi, What are you? Are you... Alright, okay. Things, the things, things I've just period. seen. At least at least the sound's turned off. Um Transit Van Veen, uh, Brick Advocate, that's from the Green and White. Neil McCann, Sparky Hughes, Red Van Nistelroy, uh, Neil Quinn, George the Hammer, Alberts. Any of these doing it for you, Ewan? Are you still looking at Builders Cocks? <laughs> <laughs> like
1: the, the builder's Cop.
0: Yeah, yeah the Builders yeah, yeah. That's that's where we got yeah. from Stephen yeah. Cocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Artex McLeish is <laughs> quite good. That's from P Mac. Uh, we also have Messi Bastard from Ewan Bell. Bricky S- Scrubby. Oh. How do you say his name? Sabragia.
2: No, I'm not. Oh, Sabragia, the coach. Yeah. yeah. Brickis,
0: uh, Lumberjack Hendry from Johnny Mac. Portalu. Portalubu. <laughs> Portalubo Maravich. We got
2: there.
0: <laughs> Arthur pneumatic drill. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Peter Pallet from George Burns. This is quite good. Ange Plasterboard Glue <laughs> from Graham McLean. Uh, Rod Dry Wallace. Um, that's from the Chapmanator. Uh, Screw Kevens, Crawford Baptie, work on w- Crawford Baptie, work on a Monday. What?
2: Uh- Oh, go back bab-, bab-, a... bab to work on a <laughs> Monday. back to work on the Monday. Bab to work on the <laughs> Monday. Who put that one in? That's from McKnight Fever. Back to work
1: on the Monday.
2: <laughs> that that that's so
0: good. Uh, <laughs> and Diane's <laughs> in <my Ada laughs> house. Uh, handy Mandy Halliday from Chris McEchney. Uh, oh, God. Uh, side. Hacksaw Banovich Hacksaw Banovic, Haxo Banovic yeah. from Mallorca Boy uh-huh. uh, Stephen Sawmill uh, from George Spears Aaron Bricky and uh, Juice and Maeda as well so that's from Goddamn Sam so um, what are we going for <laughs> oh, we're going for back to work on <laughs> back to work on Monday so well done uh, that was McKnight Fever who sent that one in so well done next week oh my god for Monday's podcast, we want to know your best suggestion for if Scottish football were a butcher, a baker, <laughs> or a candlestick maker. Okay? So if Scottish football were a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick maker, you could have the likes of Abatoire Andre Flo. That works. Shell O'Lafson. Oloafson. Shell O'Loafson. Joe Maloney Candle. Or Sean Maloney candle. That would work as well. Yeah, people wouldn't get the Joe Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, Liam Scales uh, and David Woodenspoon. So keep your <laughs> eyes open on Twitter, at Big football Scott for the badly photoshopped example that you can leave your suggestions under. If Scottish football were a butcher, a baker or a candlestick maker, right, it is time to speak to Papa Roach.
1: Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Suffocation, no breathing, don't keep up.
0: I'll give a if I cut Here he is then, the main man, former top flight referee Des Paparosh joins us on the line now. Happy New Year, Des, how are you?
3: Happy year, gentlemen And I must say that I think that's probably the first intro song that I've ever had in my life Well, listen, that's why we're here We're here to build you up We're
0: here to build you up,
3: Do then. you like it, Des? I'll take it, I'll take it uh, I'll take no, uh, no no poetic license for it But yeah, you
0: guys go for it Right, okay One big talking point from Rangers versus Celtic on Monday We've already spoken about it on the podcast and it was the Conor Goldson handball. You are our expert, so tell us, was
2: that the right decision? Wait, wait, or not. Let me just ask a couple of questions before we get to the actual debate in regards to Conor Goldson. You're a former top-flight referee. Yes. Right. How many years did you referee football in Scotland?
3: Oh, it was a category one for about eight years, uh, and in total... I don't know,
2: 15. Okay. my question to you is this, in all the years that you've refereed, is Scottish football corrupt? I wouldn't say it's
3: corrupt, no, I wouldn't say it's corrupt. I would say it's gone through a particularly uh, unenviable moment at this minute in time. I think there's a lot of errors being made and highlighted, but uh, no, I wouldn't say at any point that there's uh, any corruption. Conspiracies? Oh, there's hundreds of conspiracies.
2: No, <laughs> but you think there's a conspiracy within Scottish football that's against a particular club or team or manager or whatever. No.
3: No. Again, I think the guys at the top. If you can have a conspiracy theory against a club or a manager to purposely give a wrong decision, when you see that decision in front of you and you can still go against the go against the grain, then you're a you're a better referee than I am. No, guys just make the call as they see it, whether it's right or wrong that's the that's the that's the decision to
2: be and one more question for you before we get to the Goldson uh, handball debate you're a top flight referee you support a football club now you haven't at any point ever admitted to what club you support but in your refereeing days did you referee against the team that you support
3: Uh, Yes, I've been involved in numerous matches With the
2: team that I supported, yes And at any point, did you allow your Love or affection for that club To get in the way of your professionalism? Absolutely not Are you aware of any other man, um, referee Within Scottish football who you know And I know, who supported whether Rangers or Celtic Did their love for those clubs Ever affect their job to do it professionally? No, again, absolutely not So let's get to the Goldson situation. John Beaton was a referee that day. He's apparently got allegiances to Rangers. What do you think?
3: I think that that is the, one of the most incredible decisions that I've seen given. And when I seen it on initial viewing, I thought it was a penalty kick. I think like 99% of the population thought it was a penalty kick. Goldson raises his hands for the big the, the bit that I find really, really incredible is why wasn't John Brought across to at least view it In the VAR screen That's not Willie Collins' decision to make Willie Collum can give advice But when something is that contentious John is the man on the pitch He's the one who's the ultimate say And for me In that instance John was not given the ultimate say Willie should be at least saying I think this may be an issue Come across and look at it It's then up to John to make his mind up whether Goldson has deliberately put his hands up and blocked the ball, and where this a natural reflex to protect the ball hitting your face. Now, I've been involved for a number of years and I've spoken to other referees. This has never been never been discussed before. It's just it's came out whether it's a new a new application fine, but again, John has to see is that a natural reaction and does the ball strike him to prevent it or so did the ball strike his hands to prevent it striking his face where were his hands at the time the contact was made in my opinion I thought the contact was made when the ball was beyond Goldson's face
0: it's interesting what you say there because we spoke about it earlier on in the podcast about protecting his face and there's been a lot of chat about that there is an iFab rule a there, new rule there's also so many so many instances that I have seen where if a player is in the wall for a free kick and he puts his arm up to protect his face that hits his arm. A penalty is given.
2: No, it's above his head. It's never to protect his face. It's above his head. The arm has to be above your head when you get that penalty. It's never at his face. Well, it's never at his face. I'm telling you that right now. You've made that up. What do you mean? You just made that up. What do you mean? I've made that up. You're saying when a player is protecting his face and the ball hits his arm, you're saying that's a penalty. It's not. And I've, I've, no, I'm saying I'm not saying that it is a penalty. I've, I'm
0: saying that it's given as no, a penalty. It's not.
2: Yes it is Nine times out of ten When the hand is up above the head Yes But when it's protecting the face Or protecting Or if you've got it inside If you've you've got your arm Inside your body Within the confines of your body And it strikes your arm It's not a penalty The debate here is Is that the hands are in the air But they're also in front of Goldson's face Now Let me say this to you then Debs We've all played football At some point in our lives And even though the shot wasn't a hard shot, the idea that a ball might be striking your face, your instant reaction and your reflex reaction is to put your hands up to your face, whether it's a ping pong ball or whether it's a football. It doesn't matter. You can't, help but naturally react by putting your hands up in front of your face Ewan, it was a penalty mate. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no wait, I'm not, it was a wait penalty. I'm not saying you're putting words in my mouth I'm no, not I'm no, not saying it's not a penalty right, but if you're going to go by the letter of the law, which it is right now with the IFAB rules that are in place Des has just said that this is, never, this is a rule that's never been discussed it is, it's an actual rule right now, it wasn't but it is now a rule, like, am I wrong Des? No, so yeah, that's
3: exactly so. This is a, an additional amendment under the <laughs> the laws of the game. But what what John has been denied... Now, if someone is going to throw an object at your face, whether it's football, ping-pong ball, you quite rightly will react. Um, and if the, body's, the hands are within the circumference of your body, fair enough. But what John has been denied, he's been denied to decide when the ball struck him, is it at his face or is it above his head? And if Bra- it's above his head... It's
2: a penalty kick In my opinion It's a penalty kick Right Des Okay so you you disagree With the IFAB rule When it comes to A player putting his hands up To protect his face Whether it be A soft shot Whether it be a hard shot Whatever it might be That's a penalty So you would go against The IFAB rules
3: I would say that the IFAB rules would have to be applied consistently in all games, and if you're thinking...
2: No, but that no, no, that's, not that's not the point, that's not the point. The point is is that Willie Collum is gone with the letter of the law, yes or no? Willie's gone by the letter of the law. Right, so he was right. No, no. He's no. If, so you're not saying that the letter of the law is now open to interpretation?
3: Every every law is open to interpretation of the referee on that
2: occasion. But, right, but the, but the law's see. pretty clear about that yeah. particular incident, and that was a perfect example of the IFAB rule put into action, yes or no? No.
3: See, Willie, Willie column is giving his interpretation of the IFAB rule. Right, so what's
2: your interpretation of it then?
3: My interpretation, if I was, if I was the VAR official, and I would get John across and say, you need to make your mind upon this because it's the match referee who's in ultimate control. It's not the VAR referee who's in ultimate control. And if the match referee came across and looked at that and thought, do you know what, I'm quite happy to award a penalty or take the advice, that, is, that, that opportunity has been removed from John Beaton and that is the instruction An instruction should be made to come across and look if there's a clear and obvious error okay so Des there's an application that you have to interpret
2: Des you're John Beaton on Monday right you're very much aware of the iFab rule Willie Collum has spoke to you in your ear he reminds you of the iFab rule but he thinks he should have a wee look at it you go and have a look at it you turn round after looking at the screen what do you do? I'm awarding a
0: penalty I mean it's you and it's a penalty it, it, it just I, is. Like, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any, like, ni- as Des says, 99% of people, if that happens against your team, you are livid that that's not been given.
2: Des, I'm, going to, I'm sorry to go back up to it, but the, the reason that the IFAB rule was created or has been amended for those sorts of situations, are you telling me at no point does that IFAB rule come into effect for you as a referee? No,
3: that that IFAB rule should be there and it should be applied. What I'm saying is... But you wouldn't apply it. On that decision, I think I think the ball hit Goldson beyond his face. So, therefore, it's, if it was right in front of his face, right in front of his nose, it's,
2: and hit uh, the ball, yes. See, you're not, you're, I'm sorry, Des, but you're clearly not listening to the point that I was making. And the point that I made at the start of this conversation, it doesn't matter what's been thrown at your face, whether it be a sponge cake, whether it be a 10-pin bowling ball, you're going to put your hands up to your face. It's just mm-hmm. a natural, normal Instinct to do that. It wasn't intentional. He was up to protect his face. Now it doesn't matter where the ball's going, but the ball was going in that direction, and that was his instant reaction. You'd have to agree with that. I would say it's his instant reaction. But again, if you look
3: at the laws of the game, it's to protect his face. The ball had gone beyond his face. It's I, not
2: Des. I'm sorry.
3: Well, I'm, I, you, I, I think I'm you've got that wrong, guns. mate. I'm sticking to my guns on it. Uh, the, the biggest bit for me is the fact that John was denied the opportunity to make up the decision for himself mm-hmm. I agree with that there.
2: Yeah. Do you, what do you think John would have done?
3: under that circumstance I don't know because he's been denied the opportunity we'll never know that that's one of the games in we will never know could
2: you text him so now and ask him? <laughs> <laughs> Give have us have an exclusive. John. I don't have John's number anymore. <laughs> so, so, Des,
0: do you just to sort of wrap this up? Do you think then that you know the the biggest problem probably isn't the decision itself. The biggest problem is the fact that he was denied opportunity to make that decision and oh. actually use VAR yes. to to give his opinion on what he thought it was.
3: See what we've seen VAR used for for handball so far this season. And handballs that have been given that are never handballs. And other natural reactions, like when you've seen people fall on the ground or breaking their falls, you've seen the World Cup. Handballs that people have got their back turned to the to the ball that's coming in. The one in the hearts colemarnock game where his hand's in a natural position for jumping and a challenge and it's stiff his fingernails. Now, VAR has, um, has went with him and added on to it. So I don't know what's been what's been changed. But for that for me, VAR is there to assist the referee, but the ultimate decision has to come down to the referee. Willie Colm had no right in making that call and not getting him across.
0: Okay, Des. Well thank you very much. I'm sure you'll be on plenty of times between now
3: and the end of the season. It's your first day back at work today, Des, isn't it? It is indeed it is indeed is a bit of a, a bit of a sore when you hear the alarm again in the morning. But
2: yeah. He probably he probably won't come on with us us again after the grilling I've just given him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I'm sure he will. Des handled Absolutely. himself
0: well there. That was fine. Absolutely. Always happy to talk. Even and do you know what?
2: Even a mutual friend of ours, Steve Conroy, another former Top Flight referee, who has um come out to say that he is a Celtic fan. He refereed so many Celtic games over the years and he got abused for not giving Celtic certain decisions. Yeah, of course. But that, that's, just, that's just the way of but, but, life. But the point, the reason that I bring that up is that this idea that there's some sort of conspiracy or there's some sort of corruption within the game is a nonsense. What it does say to me, there's incompetence and we're not very good at what we do when it comes to refereeing and that needs improving. But there is no conspiracy.
3: No. If you're a referee, you like football. If you live in Scotland and you like football, there's a really good chance you're going to support a Scottish football team. Yeah. There's a really good chance you're going to support one of the big three, four, or one of the big two. However, I certainly wouldn't expect anyone to be favourable to their team. And I certainly haven't ever been favourable to,
2: to. Can I ask one team. final question? You've been in the refereeing game for such a long, long time. In your opinion, how many of the referees are in favour or supported a club in the top two? Give us like a percentage. I
3: would say probably about 60, 70%.
0: That's quite high But again As you've rightly pointed out It's a numbers game
2: It's a numbers game But yeah Say 67% of the referees In this country Support one of the big two I'd say 60% 60%. So you go 60% of the referees In this country Support one of the big two Right In my opinion Like Des Their professionalism Comes first Yes, one
0: hundred percent. Because it also comes down to their careers as well, Des. Because you want to do well for your career, correct, and work yep. your way up the ladder and all the rest of it. So, anyway, we could chat all day, Des. You need to get back to your work. So, thank you very much for being on the Big Scottish Football Podcast. No problem, guys. Anytime. Speak to you soon. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Hugh and Cameron. Right, let's ram on to the end of the show. Ram on? <laughs> ram on? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I said that. Ram on? <laughs> ram on to the end of the show. <laughs> Hollywood! Hollywood! <laughs> uh, let's ram on to the end of the show, which is which is interesting, because you've been watching a lot of Builders' Cog today. Uh, the drum <laughs> So, obviously, um, FIFA president Gianni uh, Gianni Infantino, uh-huh. And noted for his totally reasonable outlooks, has asked every single country to rename one of their stadiums after the late great Pelly. Which Scottish football stadium should change its name? Uh, Blue uh, Brazil. Who's the Blue Brazil again? Cowden Beath. Beath. There you go. So it's called Central Park at the moment. It could be called the Pelly Dome or something like <laughs> the that. Pelly Dome. Uh, you could have Pelliston Park instead of Palmerston Park. Pelliston? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. East Edson Park. Oh, that's of- good. East End Park. Yeah. Of course his real name was It's Itzen- Arantes- an yeah. De Nacimiento. Pelly Pellyfield Park. I mean you've that's so bad, intern Callum. What's wrong with that one? Pellyfield Park. Uh-huh. That but, could be anything. That could be anything. What do you mean? It could be anything,
1: isn't that? No Good
0: guy Brock Stadium? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> nah. Right. Any suggestions for that? You know where we are. At Big Football Scott on Twitter. If Pelly has to be named after any Scottish football stadium. By the way, I was in Hollywood, as you know, and I actually got you a couple of presents. Hey, so, I got you a present. From Hollywood!
2: From Hollywood! For us. Actually, genuinely did. Okay, I heard something unwrapping there. Yeah. Are we not meant to unwrap the present?
0: No, uh, no, because I need to give you them. Uh, right, that's not that. That's, uh, that's, oh! Right, okay, so I've got two here. So, as you can see, it's a Hollywood sign! It's good, eh? It's really good. That's not your one. Okay. Um, so there's your one there. It's actually it's a coaster and a fridge magnet in no one. No. And um, it's got your, <sighs> it's got sort of your name written on the bottom of it.
2: Evan. <laughs> Evan. <laughs> I'll stick that in my fridge when I get home, and I'll use a black marker to try and make a W. Not
0: only did they not have any Ewens at all, you spell your name differently. E W E N. Yeah, exactly. So they didn't have any Ewens. It's close enough, Evan. And uh, intern Callum, I've got you one as well. Thank you. Same one. I don't Uh,
1: have any coasters in my new flat yet. is my first one. What's the name? (laughs) What's the name? (laughs) Dick And in deck Caleb Caleb <laughs> <laughs> like, <"What?">
0: they didn't <laughs> have <laughs> many Callums
1: either they not
3: many Callums Evan and
1: Caleb yeah <laughs>
0: and Caleb. Oh. intern Caleb <laughs> in- intern Caleb and Evan, Evan. Cameron
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you That's go really cool. by the way yeah, mate. they weren't cheap they were not cheap at all you were they supposed to do that when you give away gifts so are they, they
1: magnetic
0: yes yeah. magnetic and I bought them in a store no, next no. Oh, to oh they are magnetic next to the Dolby Theatre where the Oscars look yes there wow. you are that is actually from that bit the, the walk of fame how much were
2: they? Uh, they were like eight dollars <laughs> <$8 laughs> each eight dollars <laughs> each? you're kidding I was going to chuck in the bucket when I get home Absol- no you have to hey, put it in your fridge Evan,
1: don't be like that <laughs>
2: <laughs> come on Evan shut it Caleb sorry <laughs>
0: I also managed to convince Anna that on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, uh, Danny Dyer has a star. <laughs>
2: Did she believe it? Yeah. Did she believe it? Amazing. Yeah. And Ella Henderson. <laughs> I don't know why. why. Why, Ella? Of all the people
0: you could choose. If we weren't past, right? And it was Danny someone. It wasn't Danny DeVito. I don't know who it was. But... I was like, "Oh, that's Danny Dyer," there. and she was like, "Danny Dyer's got a start himself." Like, of course he has; he's been in the standards for years. And she was like, "Oh right," when they, when they thought he was. And then I was like, I was trying to think of somebody that is that level of sort of, you know, people know who they are, uh-huh. but not that famous. And for and I saw Ella, somebody else, and I was like. Ella Henderson. Ella Henderson. Ella Henderson's got a Brilliant. star on the Walk of Fame, so she still doesn't know. And I win this game when she eventually Google's it to find out that I'm lying. <laughs> That's
1: when I've won the game. So, can I very quickly in this can end can this out if it's pish? Um, you mentioned Oscars, and I don't, I don't know if I've ever told you guys this. When I was living with my ex, and we were watching Castaway, and she'd never seen it before, so I was like, "Oh, we should watch. It's lockdown. Like, let's watch Castaway," and I managed to convince her that Wilson you know the little ball I uh-huh. have won an Oscar for best supporting actor <laughs> <laughs> but Tom Hanks had to go up and accept it yeah. <laughs> did I'll, she buy it? Yes. she bought it it's amazing
2: I love stuff like that that's so good that I'm going to use that one myself one that's day good. that's very good that is
0: excellent so hopefully you enjoy your presence Caleb and Evan thank you and uh, any other business uh, Uh, no we've
2: talked about eating Christmas trees haven't we yeah because I'm going to go home and eat my tree right okay I need a builder's cock yeah (laughs) exactly
0: so you're absolutely obsessed with builder's cock that's all you've been looking at on your phone yeah doesn't match up to mine you got Evan's cock is it (laughs) is it
2: What, what are you laughing at can we just end this crap
0: no Oh, I continue, sorry about that I thought it was going to end there but I have to press this instead So here we go It is the end of the Big Scottish Football Podcast Big thanks to Des Big Papa Roach Thank you to Evan Cameron Intern Caleb as well And thank you to all for listening and getting in touch as well Don't forget to subscribe to the show On whichever podcast provider you use So you don't miss a podcast Keep an eye on our socials for a Scottish football With a butcher, a baker and a candlestick maker And we'll be back to our usual time slot Monday, at 3 o'clock-ish with another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast, but from us. Happy New Year, and cheery bye, Cheery!
2: Oh, that builder's cock.